0: and gentlemen boys and girls and children of all ages welcome to episode 45 of the fumble recovery fantasy football podcast we are at the playoffs there's one game remaining which we'll also talk about but uh, most of the playoff implications will now be sorted if you've made the playoffs well done and good luck for the playoffs themselves and if you need a performance from someone on the um Cowboys or the Ravens, then also best of luck in making the playoffs. Uh with me to break it all down, first of all, we have Mo. Giddy up. And Jigs. Hey hey. Well oh, chaps, so how's your fantasy weeks been so far? Appreciate there may be um some outcomes remaining on the uh Ravens and Cowboys game. I've Mo.
1: actually had like a very, very good week, um, in general, although uh idp i've ended up winning and potentially making the playoffs, which is not what i wanted to do <laughs> <laughs> and um tbc i'm in a bit of a tight one with paul uh so i need marquise brown and michael gallup to have quiet games tonight otherwise i'm going to lose my uh first round by in the playoffs to you i so yeah uh,
0: so paul when you listen to this, if you can pull out the win, there's a free case of keto beer coming your way. So. Ooh,
2: there's I mean, the keto states. beer? I didn't even know that existed.
1: This is like the most Paul thing to do as well, right? Do literally nothing <laughs> for the And then just happens to be the final game of regular season against me and, and screws me up. So, uh, yeah, cheers, Paul. And possibly
0: himself <laughs> with an earlier pick as well. That's the funny <laughs> thing. And Mo, how's your fantasy week been?
2: Not too bad. Um, uh, I guess IDP. I was always on the fence, so uh, looks like I'll be going going in for early pick. Hopefully, I'm hoping Chigs makes the playoffs. I so get one uh, one earlier spot as well. So I'm actually on, uh, the funny thing is I'm actually rooting rooting against Chigs on uh, rooting for Chigs to win. I guess he's already won, but I, I need Chigs to do well in IDP. Um, but other than that, um, the other ones are all right. I made my main league. I made my playoffs. i um, barely sc- snuck in with number five seed. And um, yeah. I think uh, two of the leagues, I'm in the playoffs. Number one seeds in those, which is nice. Uh, when one of them, I'm going to be number two, unless Baltimore and and Dobbins give the other guy no more than eight points, which is probably not going to happen. Baltimore's <clears throat> defense.
0: Good stuff. So a few players uh, will be breaking down. I know, Chiggs, you're burning to talk about one in particular, so we will get to. said player. Uh, I'm going to start you off uh, with QBs. Can anyone guess who the QB one on the week was in our dynasty scoring settings, which is six points per touchdown,
2: essentially? Baker? Ooh, I I think Baker... I'm going to go with Baker Allen with the two QBs.
1: Josh Josh Allen had a
2: good game. Josh, the base of two QBs that Paul has.
0: They're both up there. They're both in the top five. But it was actually, through that ludicrous play, Derek Carr. So Derek Carr ended up up the QB1 with 36.9 points, as I said, per our scoring. Even if he didn't have that touchdown, he would have still been on around 30 points, which would have been uh, QB5 on the week. So again, high QB1. Um, So Derek Carr, how are you feeling about Carr going into the playoffs? Is that someone... You might be looking to try and get in your redraft, or even trying to trade. Uh If you've got a younger QB who you're not fancying the schedule in the playoffs, is that something you try and target?
2: You got you got Indy next week, Chargers, great matchup, and then you got Miami. So it's it's. I mean, I I think he'll do okay. I mean, but well, just
1: uh, Miami, right? Miami's secondary, their defense has been playing pretty. Oh yeah, well. they're
2: good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are um, indeed, and and then you're always uh, you're always afraid that he's going to go negative ten points like he did with Atlanta. So, um, I mean, if you don't have a QB, I think you can go for him. I mean,
1: the, qu- yeah. the, yeah. It's just, I guess the question would be would, would would he be that cheap though, in relative to say a and I don't know, say Drew Brees comes back for the playoffs kind of thing. You think you know Drew Brees will be cheaper to acquire than Derek Carr because there's still a good chance Derek Carr's still there next year, right?
2: Yeah, I think I think Drew Brees would be cheaper. What what would you give for a Derek Carr and a Drew Brees? Let me ask you that. In a, in a Dynasty, Drew
0: Brees, Drew Brees, you're probably giving like a younger receiver, I think, or or a, or a younger sort of running back. Um, but you know, then again, seems like a bit of a tough one because I don't think you'd want to give someone like a James Robinson to get Drew Brees.
1: Uh, but, that's
0: but, you know, now is when you overpay for players, when you're in the playoffs and you're trying to give yourself that edge. So I was going to ask the question of, would you give up somebody like a tour for Derek Carr if you think that Ooh. that second QB could make all the difference?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For me, no way. Absolutely.
2: I, don't think I, I, I don't think I could give that away. I mean, maybe a first for Derek Carr. Like it,
1: but uh, people they make think, desperate a, moves. When a, person. because it's super flex, so you can play other players in that slot. So you mm-hmm. don't play a QB. Secondly, you know, Tua was a top two, three pick in rookie draft this year. You know, generally you're not going to, I mean, this class is probably a little bit different, but generally you're not going to be able to pick up a, a QB um, late in the first round. Um, so, you
0: know. okay. Uh, another player then I'll bring to your attention. Um, he was actually the QB four on the week. And that's Ryan Tannenhill. Now, I appreciate it was a bit of a blowout game, the box score will say otherwise. Ryan Tannenhill's next three games, Jacksonville, Detroit, and Green Bay. Would you give up somebody like a tour to get Tannenhill for your playoff run?
2: Mo. Um... (sighs) I, I I think I may just because I think Tannehill's kind of proved himself, and Tua he's still he's still I mean I mean Tannehill's been a, a, a what a QB one all year, okay. and Tua I mean I I mean I think watching him I think his best would be something something along the lines of where Tannehill is. Unfortunately, Tannehill is just in a you an offense that's a run first offense, but. Mm-hmm. um yeah. Man, that's a tough one, but I mean if you look you know, if you look in the long run, of course you want you want to keep Tua. But Tannehill's still young. I think he's the answer there in Tennessee. Uh, you know, I don't like the fact that it's a run first a run first offense though. But I mean Tannehill's been putting up serious numbers this year. Uh, if you're in the final, I think that's worth that's worth um I looking at I have to look at matchups. I mean Miami's playing yeah, against he's
0: yeah, so got Jacksonville, uh, Detroit and then Green Bay. Oh so yeah, Green, yeah. Sorry, that's right. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um uh, and then Derek Carr just uh I mean uh, Derek Carr, I mean Miami's offense uh, yeah, goes yeah. up against Derek Carr in week sixteen uh, but uh, yeah I, I would um yeah I would make the trade I think I would do it for Tua versus and for Tannehill because I think Tannehill has established himself That's two years back to back he's established himself as a solid QB just have to mm. get away from Gase
1: Ex- exactly that uh, I mean I think Tannehill's very underrated he's very very good you know he's playing really good football at the moment and picking up you know q b one numbers pretty much every week it's been very consistent with that. Would I give him up for tour So would I give up tour for him yeah if 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 that was a piece that sort of was gonna get me the ship you know if i was yeah if say, say if I came up against Mo or you in in the, in the in the playoff game then that probably wouldn't do it because you know it's a bit of a coin flip but yeah. Would you
0: give up a young player and your first? So, Mo, would you give up someone like Rager and a first? A, a young player you're not starting. Rager. First? I mean, that's probably more pertinent for you because you don't yeah. really have a um, second QB.
2: Correct. Uh, for Tannehill, you said?
0: Yeah, for Tannehill.
2: I think I would. Tannehill's how old is he? 32. Oh. I mean, he's still got solid years.
0: To, he's yeah. still yeah, isn't on his? So this, um, this
1: is where it is, right? Like, if, so you almost want to be saying to someone, okay, like Jared Goff, I think is quite a good example, or Carson Wentz, where you're flipping a younger guy who's still a starting QB for a Tannehill just for the age factor, you know?
0: I think Wentz may be toast soon. I can see them rolling up um, Jalen Hurts next game, and uh, certainly what the fans seem to want as well, or majority of the fans. I'm going to just uh, focus on pass attempts six qbs through for 45 or more attempts can you guess who those six might be and i'll just tell you if you get any of them
2: um, no it was a question again sorry six
0: quarterbacks through 45 or more times this 45 weekend.
2: or more times oh
0: 45 or more and that's what you're looking for really is who are those qbs who are going to throw a lot um, so can you guess
1: who the six might be? So Derek Carr probably would be one of them.
2: Yeah, he did throw a lot uh, that yeah, game. Forty-seven. Now again, that was because Jacobs is out. So I'm gonna. I don't think he's he's ever thrown that many. Uh, did Josh Allen? Um,
0: did Josh Allen game. did not. No. Uh, we we're just talking about one of them.
2: Tannehill, I guess.
0: Yeah, Tannehill, forty-five. Really, I mean, they were behind massively in that game, so I'm not too surprised, as you say, otherwise, they're a run first team,
2: yeah, oh, well, i uh, big Sefford. Ben threw a lot last night, Met Safford as well ben. maybe
0: fifty three times he threw that's two games in a row that Ben's thrown for over fifty, um which is I think w- without James Connor, I think they're really hurting at running back and putting it yeah on the arm of Ben and. I was watching GMFB earlier and they said that's just not how you, you know, win championships by making your QB throw that much. So a bit of a concern. And I think that will, uh, in fact, just as we say that, I've had a sleeper alert that says James Conner plans to play week 14. So I think (laughs) that will progress back to the norm. So that's three of them. Carr, Tannenhill and Big Ben. Yeah, Stafford. Matt Stafford, no, nearly 42 times he threw.
1: Okay. I'll just tell okay. you the others anyway. Yeah, Jared Goff was one, oh. he through 47
0: times. Okay. Uh, so it might be one to keep an eye on. Um, we'll have a look at schedule shortly. Alex Smith. Against oh, them. Alex Smith, really? They just couldn't get anything done on the ground, especially once Gibson oh, went Gibson out. Oh, Gibson was out, yeah. Okay. And then the other one was actually Justin Herbert. 53 attempts but really? uh, no points you no know, yeah uh, no points for the uh charges so these are some of the players uh, and just mentioned jared goff briefly there jared goff's remaining three opponents i mean next one you want to avoid big time new england but then weeks 15 and 16 he's got the jets and the seahawks so you probably couldn't ask for much better Opponents uh, in the passing game. If you've got a week one buy, are you trying to trade for Jared Goff from someone? Would you give up a young sort of
2: stud plus to get Jared Goff? Yeah, I was gonna say, what would you give up? I, I still have no faith
1: in Goff, so Let's
2: See say for me, someone.
1: Who's... I've got Jared Goff right in 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 TBC, I've got Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, and Jared Goff right. So I'm in a bit of a luxury position. I wouldn't be selling him for, you know, less than a first and a young stud, not a young stud, but, you know, like a young prospect that I've sort of got faith in. Uh, let's yeah. say,
0: for example, this is a bit of an exaggeration, but let's say Josh Jacobs can't play rest of season and you're really hurting, um, you know, for your starting 10 players. Would you give a Josh Jacobs to get a Jared Goff in that situation? Or is that too much of a pay?
2: I think that's overpayment, in my opinion. Um, See,
1: I think is under. So I think for me, it's an underpayment. I wouldn't. I wouldn't accept Josh Jacobs for Jared Goff. Wow! Because really, I, I, I mean, Jared Goff's twenty-six, playing under Sean McVay. You know, he's got a long-term contract there. You know, he, he he's not going to be like a, a top-five QB, but you know, he's going to give you solid numbers week in, week out. I don't trust Josh Jacobs to be the lead. The lead back in. um in Las Vegas. but i don't
2: but what would you i don't i don't even think is see i, w- I would be paying that for a qb1 and i don't think jared goff's qb1 mm. i mean well, i think he's a back end of 40s, i mean he's this, probably middle this, pack qb2 his number not
0: got over 20 points many times he did it um this game against the cardinals last game against the 49ers he had negative um against the seahawks which is actually one of his matchups he only got eight points against Miami, four points, against Chicago, 19. Now, I appreciate San Fran, Tampa, Miami, Chicago are all great defenses and Jets aren't, but I, I always worry about what I'm getting with someone
1: like Golf. Yeah, the yeah. same
2: here, the, the, especially me going to the last year.
1: Is, you know, he, he plays in a very tough division, right, in terms of the defenses he's up against in um, Seattle, Arizona, and um, San Fran. Hmm. But you know, just I just think there's um the the lack of QBs, right? It's that's why there's the premium for you know for a QB too, like Goth.
2: Yeah, see, that's 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 why I think I would be targeting an aging QB right now. Like I'll be going for your breezes, your Ben Roethlisberger's, your Brady's. Um, I I think I think I think that's your best target at the moment, Philip Rivers, for that matter. Um, those are the ones I'd be targeting right now if you're if you're trying to make a push because I think yeah, I think some of these younger QBs, I think they're just um i i think people you'd be paying you'd be paying extra for some, for a little bit of uncertainty too coming into the playoffs um i'd rather just get a uh, aging one you'd probably paying at most the first round um and i think i mean, sometimes i mean you might be getting something back you know giving them a first maybe getting a third back or something um yeah that's the ride right i would take personally
1: Phil, Phil, Phil Rivers is one i like right you know if you look at his last 3 games uh, 26 points against green bay 20 against tennessee 23 against houston And he's got Las Vegas and Houston again the next two weeks, and then he hits Pittsburgh in week sixteen. So that's the slight risk. Mm. But then you know you are hoping that they're going to be throwing it more there, you know, because they're not going to be able to run over Pittsburgh. So oh
2: yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, so I kind of like that. You know, Philip Rivers. What would you give? Maybe give a first, get back a third.
1: Sounds about right. Yeah, you can probably get him cheaper. I mean, I traded him away to Buck for what was it? Two thirds and Michael Gallup.
0: Okay. Oh yes, awesome. yeah. No.
1: You know, so you're probably looking at like a an a, I think an early second is probably probably about sort of early to mid seconds, probably about fair value, right?
2: Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. So those are the guys I'd be targeting. Get get some of those aging. Uh, you know, you only got one or two years maximum. Uh, they're gonna, they're going to give you a nice little push here in the playoffs, and mm. yeah.
0: Okay, moving, on, moving on to running backs so here are some of the players who were running back one
2: oh this well, week. One, one, one quick note um jalen hurts has been named the starting qb of the eagles wow.
0: Hey. wow there you go i had a feeling that was coming i mean um i've been watching a bit of nfl network and they've been really putting it on carson wentz as you know the uh reason for the slump um um,
1: max kellerman on a espn first take if you if you watch any of that stuff he is literally hammering him every day
0: <laughs> i do like
1: first take <laughs> um
0: good bit of banter actually between um carl Brandt from good morning football and the guys on um and the guys on first take i think stephen a was giving him a lot of crap i'm trying to think who it was about now but yeah some good banter there I was watching gmfb uh earlier oh baker it was all about baker oh,
1: okay, right uh, yeah yeah is this where baker's misses was um sort of uh, tweeted about stephen a's comments about baker
0: i think so yeah and stephen a was just saying that you know he's not elite he's rubbish and uh, i think Carl brandt was saying well give him a bit of time you know he was number one pick and uh then today he <laughs> Basically told Stephen A. I said, "I hope you're watching." It's a good good bit of banter.
1: Uh, I think think to be fair with Baker. I mean, just we'll quickly finish on Baker on the QBs, right? Do Do you think he's he's got the potential to be that sort of QB one, or is this kind of his level? You know, QB one or a QB one, as in a QB one consistently in years to come, or is he like more of a Kirk Cousins kind of guy? I
0: do think he's got it in his I mean he's had two good performances but against two plus matchups you know against Jacksonville and Tennessee Um, he does have it in him but I know from their coaching staff I mean with Kevin Stefanski in particular they're going to be a run first team and if they're successful on the ground then they're not going to make Baker do much I think what they've done with Tennessee is they know Vrabel is a very good sort of defensive minded coach And to try and counter what they think, what the Titans would think the Browns are doing, I think they used a lot of play action and a lot of passing, whereas the Titans would have prepared more for the likes of Chubb and Kareem Hunt and even a little sprinkling of D'Ernest Johnson. So I think it was very well schemed by um, Kevin Stefanski uh, and just really caught the Titans off surprise and then you know the Brown's defense, once Miles Garrett plays, plays, um, they're a different beast. And it just showed with the pressure he got up front. So it's always a bit risky with Baker because they're not going to be a pass-first team. Um, And I think the next two weeks will probably be quite a good test of where Baker stands because he's got the Ravens and the Giants. So two of the hardest defenses for fantasy football as a QB. I think that will be a really good test as to... um, how I feel about Baker and also just confidence levels on Baker. I don't know. What do you think? Is that some, I mean, Chiggs, I know you've got him. Are you feeling more confident in having someone like Baker?
1: Yeah. Like it's good to see those sort of performances. The problem I'm going to have with Baker is, you know, I I can never see him being a a top five QB, right? So for me, he's that sort of high end QB two, maybe flirts with QB one numbers, you know, which is still very good. Um, yeah, so, you know, a, I mean,
0: one, look, one, at the, look at the number one picks from the last three years. I can definitely, definitely see Kyler being top five um, consistently, certainly top 10 uh, without question. Ten I and can six. actually see Joe Burrow in time once they get, you know, utilize the picks. Just from what we've seen of him, I can see him being a consistent top 10, top five, even or challenging for top five being top 10. I don't see that with Baker. Um, yeah. Pretty- even though they're the better team, arguably, um, out of all of those. Mo, thoughts on Baker?
2: Um, yeah, I don't see him. Uh, QB2. Um, so, wait, I, I just realized QB1 is top five. Um, I was thinking top, top 10 originally. I'm sorry, what? Top
1: 12 top 12. Top five,
2: 12 12, it is right. Yeah, so I don't, I see him maybe back end 12, QB1, and maybe. Um, just the middle of the pack, I would say. I mean, again, like you said, that's a run, run-first offense that kind of hinders him. And I don't think I've seen enough out of him to uh, put him in a QB one category. But I mean, he's still young, so I mean, he's 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 he, you know he's got time um, on his side. Uh, the question is whether the Browns will give it to him or not.
1: So they've got a winning season right at the moment, so they're um, you wouldn't expect them to go away from him. They, they, it seems to be working, right? So
0: yeah
2: that's
0: true so here are some of the players who were rb1s this week alfred morris cat makers <laughs> um, uh, cat makers finally showed up adrian peterson another two touchdown game uh, uh, we'll touch on ap shortly uh, nick chubb ty johnson of the new york jets which yeah uh,
1: last from the past crazy
0: yeah wave wonder from last season right um James Robinson, of course. Jonathan Taylor was the RB4 on the week. Um, Chiggs, I know there's one player you're uh, <laughs> looking to mention. Do you know where he was? I'll give you a clue. It was top three.
1: He was RB1 on the week.
0: He was the RB1. 17 carries, 72 yards, two touchdowns, four receptions on four targets for 39. 27.8 points in our scoring Um the floor is yours, Chicks.
1: Is Mr. David Montgomery? Um, you know, I think I think we mentioned previously. You know, um, if you're looking at sort of running backs and their schedules in the playoffs, I think we said David Montgomery's run is probably the nicest um, schedule of fantasy football. And if you look at his last two weeks against Green Bay and Detroit, put up 25 and 27 points, and he's got Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville the next three games. All very, very good matchups. You know, he's getting the receiving work as well. Um, yeah, I mean, he's exactly the kind of target you want to go out and try and get, right? I think we've obviously differed in terms of what we would pay for him, or essentially what you know, if I was selling him, what would I sell for? Or because um, for me, I, I still think he's the he's their running back next year as well. So for me, he's got more value than say Drew Brees or you know, one of these older quarterbacks who, who may be done next year.
0: I'm sort so of like right. devil's advocate slightly um, because 72 rushing yards. I know he got two, t- <clears throat> two touchdowns in that, but are you concerned about, you know, because he's not always going to get two touchdowns. Are you concerned about yards after contact, that kind of thing with David Montgomery? Because that's always been my concern about him. I've never really rated the talent and, you know, I mean, I did draft him in a rookie draft before, so I'm glad that he's doing well, but my concerns still stand, which is the number of carries at 17 and more importantly, the yards per carry. You know, you compare that to, I'm just talking about yardage here, but Dalvin Cook 120, Aaron Jones 130, I mean, ignore Ty Johnson, but, you know, Melvin Gordon, like 131 um Wayne Gorman one three five see Mo what are your thoughts on uh Montgomery I, again
2: uh, I mean I, I liked him last year coming in and I just didn't like I think I have the same concerns as you do he just doesn't get he just can't break away you know he he does he, he's a great goal line back I think um he'll get you those couple yards but yeah I don't, I don't think he's a home run threat and I don't think he'll ever he ever will be and he's You know, the the thing with the like, like, like Chick says with Chicago, he's going to get volume. And that's, that's one thing that, you know, there aren't many running backs to get that much volume. So that's why, you know, if if he's the only running back, you have to, you have to have him on your roster. But, you know, I think if Cohen was here healthy this year, I mean, you're going to probably see that slash and half. And as you can see, Cordell Patterson's also kind of, you know, kind of sneaking in some touches now. Um, My question here is, I mean, I, I think he's gonna be great this year. No question about it. I mean, I think I have him in all my redraft leagues. Um, because of his schedule, this Chicago had the easiest run defense schedule that they're going up against, and um, he was the only back on that team. So he's gonna have an awesome year this year. Next year, again, I think I think Chicago addresses that need, uh, uh, an upgrade at running back, or at least at least someone to complement that role. I don't think he's gonna be the lone back. Is 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 what is what I'll be concerned with. But um, one thing I did notice though, I think he plays better when Mitch is at QB than when Foles at QB. And I think that goes back to like in the first two games. I think he did good in like the second game or third game. Granted, it also goes against you're also talking about the defenses they're playing up, they're going up against. But I don't know if that's effect. I don't know. If, I don't know if maybe just because he's he's you know he was kind of used to Mitch or the way they play or the way they you know they kind of see him. You know, Mitch will kind of you know check down the flack there and pass to him more than Foles would. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I see more offensive numbers when Mitch is playing, even though you know he's terrible. But I think his numbers are better when Mitch is playing compared to when Foles is playing. So I wonder if that's going to play into your, 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 you know, your 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 numbers essentially this year.
1: Yeah. See, the thing is, right? um, I I agree with you, Amir, in terms of talent-wise. You know, I don't think he's ever going to be, um, going to be one you can sort of say this guy's like an uh, elite back from a talent perspective. But yeah, it's purely the opportunity and the fact that Chicago traded up to get him in the draft. You know. I think they had a lot of other needs last year to sort of fill and they went and got this guy. You know, he still finished as an RB two, as a low RB two last year in his rookie season. You know, it's currently RB PPR, RB eleven. I know there's a lot of injuries and stuff, but you know, you're you're getting a generally a solid RB two, you know, um, who can, you know, with, with the right matchups and and the volume and stuff. Um Give you know, he's a solid contributor to a fantasy football team, so you know, with running backs going down injured and stuff, like these are the kind of guys you do want on your roster. Don't get me wrong, if you, if you can trade him away and make a good return on him, then absolutely. If I'm getting a, a, a mid to late first, I'll, I'll probably trade it well. If I wasn't in contention, I'll definitely trade him for that.
0: So, I had a, I had a scenario actually, Mo, would you trade? Miles Sanders in Dynasty away for Montgomery
2: for your playoff run. For my playoff run, I'll be overpaying in that position, and I think I can probably get more. I mean, you wouldn't be overpaying, but you're looking for yeah, I would definitely be overpaying for to your over top. I mean, the only way I would do it is if I'm playing Chigs in the final, and I want to take Montgomery out of his roster. Then I would do it. <laughs> so that that would be literally the only reason I would do it is if I'm if, if whoever I'm who I'm going up against has Montgomery and I'm giving up Sanders and taking him off the board off him and it comes on my side, I will do it. Besides that, I don't think if Sanders from Montgomery, I would need something else in return. So
1: I here's mean, the, like uh, you'd say talent wise, Marcin Sanders is better, right? Than than Montgomery. I think he's a little bit yeah. more explosive, a bit more electric. Yeah, you know, the yards after the catch and stuff like that. But you know. He's um he's been injured quite a bit. I think they still employ a committee there in Philadelphia.
2: Um, well, that, that see that's the thing though. I, th- I think this year you're right. I mean, this year you want David over Sanders, but in Dynasty, I'm looking I'm looking for years ahead, and I I don't see I, I don't I don't think see, I, I see the longevity. I mean, David Montgomery, I don't think is going to have the same year as he did this year because I have I, I'm pretty sure they're going to get running back help, and the and are you to the very at the very least Cohen's coming back. I'm not sure what his contract is with the Bears, but I, I I don't I don't see him being that you know bell cow back that I, I think uh, what you might be imagining or, or and and I and I think with with Philly it's kind of a committee, but I think Sanders still gets the most. It's him in Boston, Howard comes in here and there, um, but uh, I'm I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna write off Philly this year. They're they're just a whole they're a big dumpster fire between the O line and the QB and everything. I mean I, I'm it, this is a wash here for me uh, when it comes to uh, the, the Eagles. So if anyone in Dynasty has Sanders or has Rager, you know don't dump them, you know that quickly. Uh, or at least try to get some decent value for them because this year's a terrible year for the Eagles offensively. And uh, Montgomery, like you said, I think it's the best time to sell him. If, 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 you know, if by chance you get out, you, ideally you'd be trying to shop him. At least I would be. He'd be one of those players I'd be trying to shop.
1: Yeah, I yeah, completely agree with that. For me, so you know, he's a guy I want in my team for the playoffs. If Correct. I get knocked out, say so I miss the buy and I get knocked out next week, I'm actively coming to you guys and saying why take him off my hands but at the same time I'm going to be looking for at least a first
2: I can I can kind of see the first argument now I know I was kind of laughing at last week or the week before Uh, I think I think when we discussed that but um, uh, I can kind of see the first argument. Cause yeah, you, I mean, you look if you look at an aging QB, you're probably going to expect him to probably put up similar numbers as Montgomery, and you know you're not going to have the QB for another, you know, maybe one more year after that. But Montgomery, you might still have, uh, you know, two or three more years. Um, so yeah, I can kind of see the argument there. Um, the question is whether someone's willing to pay for it at the end. So I mean, um, I don't know if I, I think Amir, well, you you said no to that, right?
0: I yeah, I still wouldn't. I mean, not with my team in tbc i think if i was down a few starters i would think about it that's for sure but um you also have to look at the opportunity cost because there's a big difference if you're a team that had a buy and you lose because then you're going to be picking um at the very very late sorry very earliest pick nine whereas if you're a team that just snuck in you could be giving up pick seven and we know that historically there's quite a big drop-off between pick seven, eight to then nine, 10, 11. And I think that makes a difference what pick you could be giving up. And then it comes down to your appetite for risk because I was gonna ask if you're somebody like a, um, you know, a sixth seed, you could in theory be giving up a pick seven, which in Superflex next season's class is, should be a start. You're talking one of the three QBs. You're talking Jamal Chase, you're talking Etienne, um, Hubbard, Najee Harris, you know, so a lot lot of talent. But top seven, top eight is what you really want. After that, as we saw, you know, even in this year's class, then you get to, okay, ignore Herbert at nine, but then you get to the likes of Akers and Rager and Ruggs who are going to be slower off the ground. And I think historically you do sort of get that as a pattern Um, so I think the opportunity cost of the pick you're giving up plays a big part in it as well whereas I think I'd more likely give that potentially pick seven up for somebody like James Robinson if I can get him for that price Uh, just I think the opportunity's there more you know appreciate he might have a tougher schedule but uh, I think he is their guy now and Jacksonville are going to try and build a solid defense again around the likes of um, Josh Allen, who they've got there.
2: On, you on wouldn't, team. you wouldn't start James Robinson though against Chicago and Baltimore, would you?
0: Well, he's done well against tough matchups. <clears throat> he's he
2: done has. well, against- I, I, I was kind of surprised by that. He actually has done pretty decent.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the toughest matchup was Pittsburgh, and he still got 15 points, but you know, Cleveland. Um, Fairly tough matchup, even without Miles Garrett, twenty six. You uh, know, Chargers, Miami, which has got a good run defense. Uh, Thirty points he got up, so he's just been consistent. It, it then becomes a trust thing um, as well.
2: I'm in. So, I'm intrigued by your Dalvin Cook. He's got a tough schedule here next three weeks. I want to see what he does against three solid defenses.
0: Mm, it's um, gonna be interesting. to See how he does. So only, only three players had over 20 carries. Sorry, four. One of which was Ty Johnson. So we'll ignore Ty Johnson. But could you guess who the other three might be? Oh, I
2: know Dalvin Cook. He had like 30 plus, I think, right? They're running <laughs> him to the ground this year. No contract. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just use him.
0: Yeah, 32
1: carries. You Might be surprised by the answers. Was Adrian Peterson one of them? I think you and you touched upon it earlier. Um,
0: no, he had 16. A lot of players had sort of between fifteen and eighteen. A lot, but only four had more than twenty. <clears throat>
2: uh, uh, you said um, uh, you said AP, right? Jonathan, didn't Aaron Jones probably didn't? David Sing- Montgomery, Singletary,
0: not Singletary had eighteen. Not Montgomery had seventeen.
2: You said oh, you said Ty Johnson, right?
0: Ty Johnson's one, so there's three others. Because Moore one, went out. Yeah,
2: he went out immediately. Yeah. yeah. Miles Gaskin? Miles Ooh, Gaskin,
0: 21 attempts. Um, and the reason I wanted to talk about Miles Gaskin is because his next three games are actually teams you can run against. Um, Casey, New England, and um, the Chargers. Uh, sorry, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, Vegas Raiders. So how do you value someone like a Gaskin would you, Mo, with your number one seed, give up a first for someone like Miles Gaskin?
2: No, I'd rather I'll give up the first for Montgomery over Gaskins.
1: Yeah, same. Um,
2: okay. uh, I would, I mean, best Gaskin case scenario. Sorry, say that again, Chiggs?
1: Gaskin, probably best case a second.
2: Second, yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Second. And also, I have to see what they do when Salvin Ahmed comes back, who I have. So Mm -hmm. I I guess it's ideal situation. I hope Gaskins just uh, maybe tweaks an ankle, something light, misses a game or two, and Ahmed becomes the uh, the bell cow again.
1: Yeah, I think I think Um, you got um, Mars Gaskin in your. You know, you're not a contender. He's someone that you know you should be looking to ship. Uh, I agree. Find someone to overpay for him. I think the mistake people will make is, and, and and I could be wrong here, but. They'll see his performance this season and go, oh, actually, maybe there's something there. And I don't want to give him away because if he turns into be that that RB one, then I've missed out. But if you look at his track record, that doesn't really indicate for me that he's going to be. you know, um, he's he's got that elite upside. So if I can get you know if I can get a first for him, then I'll, I'll be doing that all day long. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you there. I, I almost think Ahmed is a better prospect than Gaskins.
0: And the only la- other player with over twenty um <clears throat> was Cam Akers. Oh really? You guys, I don't personally trust that Rams backfield, but mm-hmm. Mo, I know you've been fairly high on Akers. What are your thoughts oh, on him rest of the season?
2: I, I love Akers as as um as a player. I think the future of that backfield is gonna be him um what's his rest what's his schedule like
0: acres has where's he gone i think new england new jersey yeah patriots uh jets and then seahawks week 16 oh, so those, seahawks those, uh, tough.
2: yeah even the jets kind of um but i oh man i would easily give up a second but i think that i think it'd be second plus uh one i mean i actually would give up a one what about, um, what about uh, second and a third? I would give a second and
1: third for Acres. Yeah, yeah. Acres. yeah, yeah.
2: I think that. Oh, sorry I, for Acres.
0: Sorry, I was still talking Gaskin. Uh, no, Acres. Yeah, I think Acres. You're in first territory, aren't you? He's only twenty-one.
1: Yeah. Basically, the only... people would have spent a first on him last year, and unless someone's desperate to cut cut it, you're not. You know, no one's going to get rid of him for less than less than the first that they paid last year.
2: Correct. Now here's the thing with him, though. Again, I think, like you said, can you trust that backfield? Uh, if I'm if I'm in the championship and I'm and I'm you know playing for the ship there, I do. I don't think I can trust that backfield. So I, I wouldn't. I would be kind of leaning against against um uh, trying to, giving him a first. At, at least I'd rather give. I'd rather use that first again for Montgomery uh, if I'm trying to win it this year. But but I, but I love Acres as a future prospect.
1: So what, okay. what, what could be quite a good trade is like if you if you get knocked out on again scenarios are obviously very dependent on, on that thing, but if you had David Montgomery, you trade him straight up for Cam Akers to you know, say you got knocked out, you can turn David Montgomery straight into Cam Akers for a to a contender. That's that's probably quite a good trade.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. All round.
2: Yeah, I uh, think so.
0: Wide receivers. Um, Can anyone guess who the wide receiver one on the week was? The
2: uh, I I was
0: say it's a, it's a player we all have or have had shares of.
1: Corey Davis. <laughs> Corey, <laughs> Corey Davis. <laughs> I because I had him on my bench. He was on my yeah.
2: bench too for IDP. Oh, my God. I was just going to say, Paul included, because Paul
0: traded him to you, Chigs, and Mo traded I traded him to you, Mo, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Or was it vice? No, you, I traded him to you. Yeah, so Corey Davis, uh, twelve targets, eleven receptions, one hundred and eighty-two wow.
1: yards. He's been having a really good season, actually. Um, surprisingly, like I just—I can never trust to start him, but he, you know, he's—he's he's been putting up decent numbers week in week out, apart yeah. from I, against Chicago. I, I see yeah, that, I think, exactly think that's—I think
2: that's the—that's the one week I'm like, oh, I think Corey Davis will do good. And I think I traded I traded him with uh, uh, Amir, and he, he, I think he lays a donut.
0: Well, so yeah. here's a question, then. His next two games, in particular, are Jacksonville and Detroit. Is he a must-start for you, or are there many circumstances under which you wouldn't start Corey Davis now the rest of the season?
1: I, I think can... he's a must-start against those yeah. two. Yeah, I'd be starting him. But the, 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 for me, though, I've got Johnny Smith and A.J. Brown as well, right? So. I think part uh, of it helped that Johnny was out. And, and John, Johnny's numbers actually have been pretty down the last sort of few weeks, probably since AJ Brown's come back. But I think it's one of those. If, if, if you've got, he's, he's probably going to be a lot better than the options you have elsewhere, I think. So you probably, you know, I'll I'd, I'd be citing both of them AJ Brown and Corey Davis.
0: What about Corey Davis, Cooper Cup, or Robert Woods the rest of the season? Let's say you had both Rams receivers. And Davis, and had to start two. Who are your two?
2: I, I would start Davis no matter what, and then pick between Cup and Woods. I don't think I could ever start Cup and Woods together. You got to hedge that.
0: Yeah, I don't like having two receivers from the same team. I like to, which is why I traded away um, T. Higgins, as you know, as good as he's been. Um, wide receiver four on the week. This probably won't surprise anyone, given the season he's had. Uh, Justin Jefferson, um, again, 12 targets, nine receptions, 121 and one. Here's a question. If you're in the playoffs, somebody who's not in the playoffs comes at you and offers you Justin Jefferson, but they want Saquon Barkley, are you making that trade?
2: Mm. What's, What's Jefferson's schedule? That's a tough one, actually.
1: Oh, know they've got a really nice schedule. We talked about this before, right? In terms of Jefferson does, yeah, because they've got
0: um, who can be thrown on. Uh, no, for week fifteen is difficult. Chicago,
1: no, but this is the thing right? then that I think they're going to struggle to run against Chicago and New Orleans. So they're going. I think they're going to have to throw the ball against these guys. Be, oh, yeah, which is why I really like Thielen, Jefferson, and um, uh, Cousins for, for for the playoffs. Ironically, whereas Dalvin Cook could, could you know. I think he'll still do well, but not, you know, not the 34, uh, 30 to 40 point games we've probably seen.
0: Well, Justin Jefferson is wide receiver seven on the season.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. So Just to put into context how great he's been.
0: Um, only players ahead of him are Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Nuke, DK, Devontae, and then the wide receiver one on the year is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So. Go, Hill. Oh, okay. That is ridiculous. Mo has got the top three receivers <laughs> in one.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, I would have had so AJ Brown at one
0: point. Damn it. Saquon for Justin Jefferson. I think that's, that's actually fairer and than. They have take it or it? give it off. Yeah. not negotiate.
2: That, that's a fairer deal than I would have, you know, at first I would have been like, no, nah, there's no way. But then now looking at it, I mean, how many years do you think Barkley has in them? Three?
0: I think those sorts of talents do end up having like five or six years in them. Okay. He he's a different physique to your normal. You I mean him, Zeke, you know, they're gonna be around for a while because they they're durable. I know this season was
1: I I think for me, no. I probably wouldn't do it.
2: i trick- with you on, I think I'm with you on that, Chigs. I'm gonna go now.
1: Yeah, I, I probably would turn it down, but it's close. And you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought that, right? Uh, yeah, maybe six uh, ago, at the start of the season. Okay. Sure. A
0: different player then. What about George Kittle in the tight end premium, where you've also got Hawkinson as your other tight end?
1: No, still no. For, for
2: Zeke, it. I mean, sorry for uh, no, for what's his name? Because
1: bear in mind, we, we can play them both, right? We can play Kittle and Hawkinson in in our in our, in our format.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm yeah, keeping Kittle, but uh, Kittle may be out for season. So I'm saying, as a playoff move, would you do
1: that?
2: No, nah, I'm keeping
1: no, Kittle. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much. So the the, uh, the uh, I think would be quite interesting here would be okay. So, uh, if you offered C.D. Lamb straight up for Justin Jefferson, uh, I think
0: see, Jefferson's I, I value be, is exceeded. Lamb. I, I agree. I think Jefferson now, in terms of the rookies, would probably be the number one non-QB rookie. If I was to draft now, I think he's exceeded CEH, Taylor Swift, Lamb, Judy, um, Akers.
1: See, the thing for me is, I think I think he's been excellent, and he you know, he's he's probably exceeded what I thought he would do. But I still think C.D. Lamb, you know, ha- could be that sort of wide receiver finisher the number one wide receiver um you know it's the flash that we've seen and bear in mind he hasn't been playing without uh dak the entire season right
0: and what we've got to remember is jefferson's done this largely on the perimeter he came in as a slot specialist so just imagine when he gets more slot work when thielen leaves as well i, I think you're looking at an absolute stud yeah you're right Justin jefferson personally um so i, I,
2: I, I mean, think if, if I, I no
0: if I right taylor swift ceh for jefferson i'd do it in a heartbeat um personally
1: so swift is the one i would i would consider i i would probably still take swift over jefferson that's fair because of, because of the talent and you know he's shown as well but yeah i mean jefferson's been fantastic so yeah i can see why
0: and then, just talking about a couple of other players, Marvin Jones had 12 targets. If Golladay's ruled out the rest of the season, how much interest do you have in someone like Marvin Jones?
1: I think he's, he's pretty solid, you know? He's, he's going to get the targets when, when Golladay's out.
2: Um, I agree.
1: He's, he's exactly the kind of guy that you could probably trade for quite cheaply if you need wide receiver help.
0: Any interest in Nelson Aguilar? He had 11 targets, but only the four receptions <laughs> this week. 438. He put up a stinker, but he had the targets. Um, Mo, you actually own him in IDP.
2: How, how I'll, I'll, him? I'll sell them for cheap for you, Amir. How about that? I'll sell them to you very cheap.
1: I may be in touch. All right. You may be in touch. If you for a second, then, you know, I think that's probably good business, right? That's not very cheap most most specific. no no I,
2: I i won't ask for a second i won't ask for a second that's too much for Al Aguilar. i agree i'll i'll be Tight fair you, you just come up with some proposal i'll be i'll be quite quite fair with him
0: cool still waiting for McKinney to start for me he'll he'll
2: be all right he'll be all right
0: and you've got jeremy chin like getting more touchdowns than most receivers have like all season. <laughs> Um. Okay. I mean, most of the other RB ones on the uh, sorry, um, wide receiver ones on the week are fairly expected. I mean, Kiki Kuti had a really good game.
1: I don't know about you guys. I... I've got sorry? one you as a Broncos fan. Um, Tim Patrick. Oh yeah, Tim Patrick. What What do you think of him? Like longer term, I don't know if and obviously Cortland Sutton's being out's given him the opportunity. But do you think, yeah, you know, he's going to still be a valuable asset next year or? Um, I don't know
0: who our QB is going to be next year for starters but I think if Judy and Sutton are fit then I think Patrick's role fades into um, limited uh, capacity again because we've also got KJ Hamler Noah Fant uh, and Fant is quite a, a target for Locke I mean we're all fans of him he's been good for fantasy generally struggled a little bit last few weeks but I think Patrick, even when he has been good, has been touchdown dependent. So um, I mean, it's certainly someone I think the Broncos will keep around. They, you know, they kept likes of Benny Fowler around for that reason for a few years because you can bring him in as a wide receiver four, and they'll have a couple of good games for you. But uh, he's, he's certainly taking the most of his opportunity. But I think he had four targets for those two touchdowns, so the volume just isn't there, and. Yeah. If you if you can cash in on someone like that now, get even. Um, I'd say if you can get up to a mid third, I'd do it. You know, trade it away personally. I, I, that's as a fan. I just don't see it. Not when Sutton is fit, uh, personally. Um, then you've also got Dayshawn Hamilton, KJ Hamler. You know, it's going to become quite crowded. Albert O to come back, who's Drew Locke's tight end from college uh, as well. And I know Albert O was productive for a couple of weeks when he did play. So, tight ends. I mean, one tight end really just stood out. The highest point scorer of any position this week. Um, Let's go! 200 200 yards from uh, our favourite rapper, Darren Waller. Uh, (laughs) I think we've had this discussion already. But rest of season, uh, is there anyone you'd have besides Kelsey, ahead of Waller?
2: No. Oh, no way. It's
0: clearly,
1: clearly, clear
2: it's... number two.
0: Would you give up Kittle for Waller in Dynasty?
2: If you're in your the championship?
1: Back? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that move I could see, for sure. Yeah, he's not that old, is he? I think he's
0: like 27. 28. 28. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's still got time in him.
2: I'm uh, just shocked by how such a late bloomer he is. Mm. well he had a
0: lot of issues with the um, substance uh, oh i didn't even know that okay yeah Um, so he was drafted by the ravens i think in the fifth or sixth round then he had issues with the nfl substance policy um and then i think he was on the ravens practice squad and that's where gruden spotted him and just sort of was impressed by the physical specimen and brought him to the raiders and he's actually turned him into a spectacular player um Mm -hmm. So he had seventeen on the week. Travis Kelsey had thirteen. So I think we know top two um
1: for the rest of the year.
0: Two players had eleven targets. Can you guess who they might
1: be? Mike Gasicki would be one. Mike Gasicki,
0: yeah. Logan Thomas? Logan Thomas had nine. And to ah. be fair to him, he caught all nine as well. So great by Logan Thomas. Uh the other one was actually Eric Ebron 11 targets one touchdown uh on nine recep sorry on seven no sorry, he didn't get a touchdown but he had seven receptions on 11 targets huh. um Gusecki or Ebron you giving up um well let's start with Gasicki. you giving up a first for him for Titan
2: premium no for Kasiki I I can I can't, I can't do it nope I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's up there for that elite level talent. Not yet.
1: I, I see. I think the talent is there. Um, I'm just not sure. Um, you know what? What his role is going to be? And I think we've talked about this when he's playing with Fitz and when he's playing with Tua. Yeah. I, so I want to see a bit more. Yeah. I mean, there but are a few. I wouldn't sell him for less than a first, though.
0: Not in a Titan premium. I think yeah. he's one of those players that buyer and seller are going to find hard to meet a exactly. value unless you make it player plus. But I think giving up a first with next year's class is always... Um,
1: Especially when you've got like a talent like Kyle Pitts coming in as well in a Titan premium league, right? So he's probably going to go in the first round. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be giving up a first, but I wouldn't be selling for, for less than a first.
0: No, that's fair. Uh, Logan Thomas, Mo, you think he's a must-start now after seeing all the targets he got?
2: Yeah, no question. I think he's a must-start this year. Moving forward, I I, I have to move him up into starting lineup in all my leagues. Well, I only have him in Dynasty, I guess. I I do have him in one other league, but I have Hawkinson in that one too. So that's a tough one. Uh, This is the worst thing,
1: though. The one weakness of your team in, in the TBC is probably a tight end. And now Logan Thomas is actually doing pretty well as well. So a little bit annoying.
2: And I
0: think it seems like Gibson will probably miss a couple of weeks. I mean, uh, just listening to the commentators saying that with the turf toe injuries, it can be quite painful and can take a little time to heal up. So Thomas, I think for your playoff run, probably a player that can be relied upon.
2: I think the last Uh, two games are solid too. I think it's like, I know Carolina is one of them. I think the other one is, um, I I know it's an easy defensive team.
0: Well, next game's difficult. It's the uh, 49ers, who are very good against the um, tight end. But again, so the Pittsburgh Steelers. um, But when you you bring the pressure like the Steelers do, quite often you're going to dump off to the tight end, um, particularly if your pass-catching running back isn't available. I think they've kind of lost faith in um jd mckissick a little bit and Peyton barbers you going to you're lucky if he gets more than two targets so i think thomas is very viable but you're right week 16 is against the panthers who um are one of the most favorable
2: against the who's panthers. the um who's 15 against I thought, I thought it was an easy one too. seahawks we, so more okay that, that, yeah that'd become a high scoring type of well hey um uh, i got logan thomas in idp i'm here if you're interested <laughs> I think I think I made I think I made an offer a long time ago uh, for Chin and for Chin giving up Logan Thomas and um, McKinney. which is pretty. That was before he got injured. I think it was like pre week one or something. a Terrible trade.
0: One thing I would just mention with the Seahawks is now that they've got all three of their linebackers fit, um, I think tight end may get sort of more man to man coverage because you've got. Uh, KJ uh, Wright you've got uh, Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks and quite often they play all three so that's the one thing I know it's easy to look at how they've been on the season but they've also been missing one linebacker for quite a lot of that so um, Logan Thomas may get a bit more man-to-man coverage by um, by someone while Gibson's out so just something to sort of bear in mind there and um, That was it. Just from an IDP perspective, a couple of players who may still be on your waiver wire, who might be worth snapping up. Um, Carl Van Noy, although I doubt he'll be available, second highest linebacking, and in fact, all IDP scorers in our sort of settings. Oh, man.
2: I think I dropped him. You dropped
0: him? Oh, well, Buck's got him now. Uh, Justin Houston may be available, but again, unlikely because he's got dual designation as linebacker and... Defensive lineman um, Romeo Aquara uh, had a really good game for the um, for the Lions against the uh, Bears, so uh, he might be somebody. I think Chiggs, you've got him in this league. I do indeed, yeah. He might be someone who's still flirting around and available. Um, so yep, yeah, a couple of players uh, to keep an eye on their DB as well, Jason Varet. Sorry, um, AJ Terrell for the uh, Falcons had a good game. He's still available in some leagues. Uh, so, just some players to uh, keep an eye out on your waiver wire for. But uh, that's week 13 roundup in the bag. As I said, we've still got the Ravens and Cowboys to go, which may change uh, some of those positional rankings. And also, um, for many people, may change your playoff hopes. So, good luck to everyone. And we'll be back next week to discuss round one of the playoffs. That's me signing out for now. Mo. Giddy up. And Tiggs. Have a good one, guys.